With me, he is the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. It is Jeff Hitman Hall. Hello, hello. Uh, up next, back by popular demand, it's Pat. Good. We have uh, the, the doctor of chaos himself, the DOC, the dean of old school, D. White. Yeah, keep it up, buddies, and this is what you get. Trump 2024. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> All right, anyway, no, uh, hey, I would just like a reference for you though. But before before we get into before we get into uh like talking Can about I introduce the our last stuff, person. I, well, I just want to say one little thing. I just like to give a shout out to Nia Jax for hurting one of my favorites again. Sorry. Who? Well, I don't know about, about this. Oh, God, sorry. Uh, we'll talk about it. And last but certainly not least, it's the Jack Films of PWO WrestleCast. It's Ben from Colorado. What's up, what's up, what's up? My apologies, Ben. Does, does I forgot it was Jack Films is? Anybody watch Jack's Films? Uh, about five years ago. Hmm. That's that's yeah. a funny reference and actually really spot on. Um, <laughs> man. Man, that's funny, Matt. That is actually really funny. Every once in a while, I got a good one. Oh. It just hit me. I was like, what? I was like, oh, yeah. That's been a while ago, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good pull. That's a really good pull. I'm surprised that uh, Doctor of Chaos, Aces and Eights pull, got a little missed there. Yeah. You know, for my Impact fans. Uh, Dwight railroaded his own introduction. He did. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's all right. I told you. I'm bringing. I'm bringing it hard today. Yes, that he is. All right, we're gonna start right around with uh, some AEW news. We keep getting a whole lot of stuff coming from them following Full Gear this past weekend. Uh, Tony Khan recently was talking with TSN uh, and discussed his relationship with other wrestling promotions as well as some future things in coming. He said he'd like the relationship with new Japan to be a little less one-sided, a little bit more, both, both parties contributing. Cause right now it's just AEW guys going over to new Japan. Um, but he also stated that he's very interested in seeing AEW become, you know, a place where uh, shows can feel comfortable putting their rivalries on just because they, they want everyone to see it as being like the, the central, the central point. If it's a big indie show or a big indie rivalry, they want other com- uh, companies to be comfortable putting that show on AEW. So more eyes can get on it. I thought that was very interesting right off the bat. Uh, Tony yep. Khan. Putting themselves over a little bit. Putting themselves over, but let's be honest. I mean, they are, you know, the second most viewed wrestling company right now. In the- I, I- Oh no no! You're, I'm, there's no disputing that. Yeah, that's a good. I was that's that's good news for like 
this sort of harkens back a little bit to all in, you know, where it was like there was it was sort of everyone united in opposition to WWE, that kind of thing. I like the spirit. That's, you know, I, I like it. Yeah. And I think that actually also ties back into something that Ryan said on Monday, saying he would be uh, very willing and happy to see more shows like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't sure. think anybody would be against having another all out or all in esque show where it's, you know, a bunch of indie promotions coming together, throwing together a huge card of everybody who's anybody who's anybody. Yeah. The, just, the more promote. Oh, sorry. My bad. Yeah. And just celebrating wrestling. Yeah. The more promotions working territory like style like that to, uh, together, the better. I'm not shocked that new Japan doesn't want to send their talent over here, but, um, yeah, for the states-based wrestling um, and indie all of you leading up here, that that would be great. Well, I do think it's very interesting, also because uh, Tony Khan feels that there's an opportunity for a much better relationship with New Japan now that Harold Meiji is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised he openly put that out there. Honestly, um, well, some sometimes sometimes with these businesses and just you know your big corporations companies people stars sometimes stuff gets lost in translation and you hear like oh well, i don't want to this person said this this person said that well if he put it out there himself straight from his mouth well you know that cuts a lot of middlemen maybe you know maybe possibly um so go ahead did you see are you ready to move on here because i got some breaking nothing crazy but i got some breaking news uh, confirmation on a couple of Dark Side of the Ring episodes. Oh, uh, for next season, Brian Pillman. Yep. Uh, ninety-five WCW New Japan Collision and Korea Super Show. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Grizzly, Grizzly Smith's family: Jake Roberts, Rocket Robin, and Sam Houston. Yeah, I, I brought that up a couple weeks ago, uh, Pat. But I appreciate you reinforcing. Did, did you? Yeah. Yeah, my bad. This was, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Meltzer put this out as confirmed like an hour ago. Well, it's now if you now the collision in Korea for those of you who don't remember that was North Korea. Oh, yeah, that was uh, that was something, and and had um, Vader. When that was one of Eddie Guerrero's first matches in WCW was up there. Yep. Um, But back to that New Japan thing, I think. New Japan has probably gotten used to this relationship they have with Ring of Honor, which has been, you know, ongoing for a while. And I think New Japan probably has benefited more from from that relationship than Ring of Honor has. And maybe they just that, that that's the kind of relationship they want with anyone. It's and more of a one sided thing. I, I would agree, and I also think it's a different style of wrestling between Ring of Honor and AEW. It, well, it is, for sure, definitely. Um, so the other part of this interview that I think has some major implications here, Tony Khan commented on the uh, much-rumored second show for AEW, uh, to which he says, says uh, that there is a second show coming in 2021 we've worked it out with tnt it's 100 going to launch in 2021 i don't have the exact date yet but i would look out for it soon and it's right around the corner so this is kind of coming off of uh, after tnt had fired several of the bigger guys up on their 
well, not fired, but I think parted ways with uh, some of the higher ups uh, in their company. The second show kind of came into question, but it sounds like that is still sticking. Originally, it was put into the uh, the TV deal extension that AEW got that they would be getting it, and it's not just going to be dark. That is the big thing that I'm putting over here. So it's still going to be Dynamite on Wednesdays, Dark on Tuesdays, and there's going to be a third show. Um, I think I speak for all of us when I say that this is probably the best thing to happen for AEW at this point. Um, for as... As long as they don't make it like Raw and SmackDown, as in like, you know, like 1A, 1B guys on one and then B and C guys on the other. I imagine looking at how they've done Dark this whole time, it's going to be more of a like, here, we're going to get these guys who we've put some storylines onto Dark and we're trying to get onto TV, but we don't necessarily have the time because of, you know, title matches, pay-per-views coming up. You know, this is going to be an opportunity to get more TV rivalries on. Um, and hopefully, I mean, they're going to do a good job. This will be more uh, early Raw and SmackDown in which there was still only one world champion, uh, one TNT title, one tag title. But we're going to see rivalries and storylines throughout all the shows. That's, and I, yeah. I watch Dark every week, you know. And, oh, and, 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 and so it's, it's you know, I, I, I look forward to them to sort of expanding what they're already doing there. And, you know, I, I have no complaints whatsoever. And I, I don't know that that format would, is what they're looking to do, or if they're going to stop doing dark or they can just add it into that. But is I like what they're doing there. Yeah. Uh, dark feels like it's very much like a, here's things where we're starting to brew it, but yeah. we don't know if it'll go big. So we're going to test it on dark uh, to see where we should slot it into the main show. Yep. This additional show should definitely be something like a you keep your big stars on uh dynamite have them appear on your secondary show every now and again uh but still you can use that secondary show to kind of smooth that transition so it's not like a well here's something that was on dark for five weeks for people who don't watch dark and it's now magically on your TV, and we're halfway through, so you have no idea what's going on. Right. Well, I think, once again, AEW puts it out there that you have to follow all of their content if you want to keep up. You can't right. just follow uh, Dynamite if you want to know what's going on. Uh, if I can interject, though, also when it comes to Dark, has everyone seen Tuesdays? Uh, uh, Pat and I watched it because we, we fortunately had yesterday off. Um, man... Uh, Devon Dudley's sons look really good. TNT, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. really good young, talented uh, tag teams. Um, man, yeah, the acclaimed who are recently signed. Uh, may I believe their second uh, appearance in dark? I like the acclaimed a lot. I, I, that was my first time seeing them in ring, and I am all in absolutely all in on them. Yeah, they're really good. And the third uh, third tag team that we saw, we're going to see next week facing the Young Bucks. I saw Top Flight, um, and they look really, really good as well. Honestly, a lot of really, really young, talented tag teams here. Uh, honestly, that's what makes me more excited about this secondary show is hopefully we'll see an opportunity for these guys because right now that, that tag team room 
looks very, very full. Um, but I definitely think there is a spot for all of these guys if we have additional time. Hopefully a second show will bring on uh, six-man tag belts. Ooh. Um, Ooh, because like you, get a lot, you get a lot of groups like Best Friends – uh, you know, kind of who are tag teams, but you know, there's so much going on in the tag division. You can still make them relevant. You can still make them yeah. champions. I mean, if you um, think about it, you have Inner Circle. You can have Omega and the Bucks. You have Death Triangles if you want to go that way. You have Eddie Kingston's family if you want to go the other way. You have, you know, uh, Private Party and Matt Hardy. A trio's title. Doesn't sound far-fetched for them. Not at all. Uh, I do think you named some teams there that might no longer be uh, be teams here in the coming yeah. weeks. Though, so we'll definitely get there when we get to our results. Yeah. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, I'm, I'm in agreement, though. I think a trio's, ta- uh, yeah, a trio's title would be pretty good, especially at this point, um, especially if we're going to have additional time on the card to make it happen. True. Uh, last little bit of news here before we get into our results and our opinions on said results. Uh, the Rascals from Impact are leaving Impact. They've been evicted from the Treehouse. This is going to be their last week coming up here. Uh, typically, I would ask you where these guys sign, but it's already kind of being reported that they are expected to sign with WWE. I want to ask you guys, what is your immediate opinion on that? It'll be like um, Lucha. It'll be Lucha House Party all over again. That's what yeah. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of there, so I could care less. Go yeah. get your money, I guess. You're, you're going to be doing God knows what, but go get your money, I guess. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, as Jeff always says, we're never going to hate on people for going and getting the money, but this seems like the worst fit for them, just based on their gimmick and everything i mean they're gonna have to give a total overhaul of what they do i mean for christ's sake those guys come out to a fucking bong hit like that ain't ain't flying in wwe see i'm the opposite way i mean i think you at the end of the day you're right pat but like i think these guys are so out there that like this is actually the best thing because WWE's gonna pay them probably way more they'll make more than five years they'll make more in two years in WWE than they made probably their oh, whole entire life in wrestling it. Boy, it makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 so this is good for them well, Cre- well, they, like you creatively said, i mean no like well they'll be able to be you know do you take bong rips probably not but they should be mm-hmm. getting paid yeah. uh i'm not too familiar with the rascals uh because it says expected, we all are, you know, leaning that way. But because it's expected, who knows? It's not only expected, not confirmed. Who knows where they're mm. going to sign? Uh, it said they have like a standing offer, I guess is what I had heard. That basically yeah. they, um, that's how it was. Here is the other thing. Um, and I imagine that this is going to be what plays into it. Um, especially with Dark showcasing a lot of those young talent. Is there a spot for uh, for the Rascals in AEW? I don't know if that's really there. 
I mean, um, depends on if there's a trios title in six months. I mean, that's fair. That that is a fair statement. Um, I mean, it's all about I mean, what you want. It's all about you want what you want. I mean, if you they want, could do. If you want the money, go get the money. If you want to continue to have kind of your gimmick, get more exposure and more money than probably what you're making an impact. Like you're probably still going to do better in AEW. Yeah, but it is what it is. I mean, look. It's like Jeff said, go get your money when you can. Yeah. God, God knows there's dudes on AEW who are 20 year vets who, while they're probably making a lot more money now, it's still probably not not uh, worth one run in the WWE. So, yeah. Well, and, and as far as that goes, I'm, I would I'd just throw it out there for them. I mean, look at their style. I mean, you know what WWE does with guys like them, right? Oh, those, yeah. guys are, those guys are going to be broken up and they're going to be on 205 Live. One of them is going to win the North American title. Leon. Hey, uh, my my scoop earlier was that I had read a report here from uh, Sports Kita, I think, uh, that Mandy Rose, that Nia Jax injured Mandy Rose Monday on Raw uh, and Mm. uh, hurt her shoulder. How fantastic. Uh, You hurt Otis's. If it is the spot that has gotten a lot of screen time on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Nia Jax goes to throw her out of the ring. Yes, that's uh, it. I'm going to give Nia her little bit of, of leeway here in this and that Mandy kind of missed how to go out of the ropes, and when she tried to adjust, her foot caught it. So mm-hmm. that may have been uh, messed up just from launch point. But, but problem, problem is you don't get the benefit of the doubt when you've hurt eight other people. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Um, and then and then bash somebody else for saying that they hurt somebody else. Just throwing that out there. Yep. Uh, we sucks. did get we did get another streak ended. Lana did not go through a table this week on Raw, so there's that. Damn. Oh, Jesus. And uh, speaking of Lana, she is going to be the next WWE Chronicle focus. So she's gonna get a documentary background for her. So, oh yay! Oh, how do they do that with Miro? Uh, it she won't. To just show him in the background walking around, <laughs> uh, not I giving think, him any TV time. <laughs> I think they're just gonna do it her backstage at shows, yeah, mm-hmm. and winning the women's title, which is I think gonna be the more frustrating aspect of it. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I, I, I do. mean, man, like uh, I don't can't wait. Said nobody ever. I like I can't even take WWE seriously with that one, like. Yeah. Not that there's a lot of their shit you can take serious, but no, but that's the stuff that they're actually good at. You know, like that stuff that they, oh, I'm they're really, really her, good. I'm talking about like, well, we'll put the strap on her since we're gonna do this. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm saying like the chronicle type stuff, like that's the stuff that they're really, really good at. It's right. everything else that they're terrible at. I uh, forget when I said it, they've stopped becoming a wrestling promotion and they are a digital media yeah. like monster. Yeah. That's that, been 10 yep. years, buddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But also, you know, here's a little wrestling for you. Longer than that, Dwight, but but hard. But well, they've been hard 10 years the, last time. Uh, with Total Divas. I mean, that's, you know, that they've been going that way for a while. Oh, yeah. Speaking of awful, awful women's wrestling, the Bellas recently put out that they want one more run so they can win the women's tag titles. Oh gosh! Please don't. Yeah. The- uh, no, that, that, that's fine by me. Come win them, and then you'll probably defend them once, two, three times a year. And then go yeah. at Mania. 
They're yeah. gonna win it at a mania. That's why I don't uh, want it. They're already well, I may, I may. they're already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Right. Ugh. God. Yeah. Good thing there's so much other stuff to <laughs> I lied. We have two more things to get to before we get to results, but I will try and keep them quick here. Uh, first off, we have two pay-per-views this weekend. I know. Right? First what pay-per-views? Uh, well, the sequel to the worst pay-per-view I've ever spent money on, <laughs> Talking Shop-A-Mania 2, coming out tomorrow, Friday the 13th. Actually, the first Talking Shop Mania, if you still haven't watched it, was not the worst pay-per-view that I've ever paid for. No, well, <laughs> that was the billing. <laughs> I, I know, but... Um, How many uh, WWE pay-per-views have we paid for? <laughs> I mean, considering... A lot of them. With the network. <laughs> well, 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 you're still paying, you're still paying for them. Yeah, 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 but y'all, y'all are so young, you probably ain't paid for any. <laughs> well, I'm gonna throw this out there. When I was a not, teenager, obviously not you, Dwight. But <laughs> I worked oh, yeah. really, really hard, and I, I earned enough money to buy WrestleMania 25 for me and my brothers. I can't. <laughs> I can't tell you how many pay per views I listened to on the pay per view channel back in the day. <laughs> well, let me to- tell you, totally scrambled, but you still get sound. Well, I pay. I paid for pretty much all. I, I, as someone who paid for the weekly pay per views when TNA first started, okay, Ooh. I wasted a ton of money on pay per views. So don't Dwight, I'm probably, gonna go there. Dwight, you probably could build yourself a house in the island somewhere. I, I know. <laughs> hey, hey, for for every sweet ECW pay per view, I had to watch some shit 2000 WCW pay per view. So. Let's not forget people paid money for December to uh, dismember. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, and if I can one y'all better, I was at Starcake 98, baby. I watched that, <laughs> that fiasco in person. All right. I'm going to read you guys, though. We're talking Talking Shop of Mania 2. I'm going to read you the little blip that we have here on Fightful, okay? So this is the second worst pay-per-view ever is here. Talking Shop Mania 2, Rise of the Torturer. For those of you who don't know, and I'm going to go ahead and put this out there, that no, pretty much none of this is safe for work. NSFW, Reddit, get on it. Uh, for those of you who don't know Talking Shop Mania, their original Talking Shop podcast, uh, Luke Gallows talked about how they should make a whole gimmick on, or on a show being a guy known as the Cock Torturer. So, yeah, this is the rise of the torturer. Okay. All right. Coming at you November 13th at 10 p.m. Oh, my God. Joey Ryan's going to be on here. No. It's it's a Luke Gallows character. Oh, God. Um, So, coming off the heels of the instant cult classic Talking Shop and Mania, the Hoots are back. The boys of Talking Shop, Impact Stars, the Big LG Doc Gallows, the Machine Gun Carl Anderson, and New Japan Pro Wrestling star Rocky Romero are bringing more surreal insanity to pay-per-view airwaves. The event is highlighted by the main event, Ball for a Ball match, featuring Chad Too Bad taking on his rival Sex Ferguson in a match you'll have to see to believe. Oh, I'm sure. The most cinematic match of the year, Chavo Guerrero versus Chico El Luchador. Promises to serve as a double main event. Uh, hardcore <laughs> legends Tommy Dreamer, Just Incredible, and Rhino take on each other, as well as the cast of characters in Roll Undershed. <laughs> and here's the name of some of the people on the roster. 
Scott Steiner, Shane Hurricane Hell. Oh, my Lord. Dr. Moore, Enzo, Chavo Carrero, Teddy Long, Tommy Dreamer, Gangrel, Just Incredible, Nathan Orton, Rhino, Heath, JTG, Brian Myers, Balls Deep Billy, The Warlord, Freight Train, Ball Lame Man, Barbarian, Virgil Sammy Callahan. So I don't know if that's Sammy Callahan dressed as Virgil or what. Uh, the Rock and Roll or, Express. Or, or Virgil dressed as Sammy Callahan. <laughs> yeah. The Rock and Roll Express. Either, Either way, Jeff, I'm laughing at both ideas. Hiya <laughs> Valkyrie, Mark Jindrak, Rory Oh Huffley, my Lord. Mike Knox, <laughs> Madman Woo. Air Paris, Swoggle, Mr. Hughes, Alex Cosler, Master Hughes, Uncle Bobby Ferguson, Paul Lee, Kevin Furtick, George North, Laser, Larietto Man. Andy oh, Laser, Laser who? As in like la- Laser or Laser from? L A Z E R. Just wait, because this last one, this last name here, uh, Annie Cruz, David Penser, Bryce Cannon, Rim Job, Stump Kowalski, oh, Frank Coverdale. Chris Van Vliet and Lisa Ann. Uh, oh well, 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 well. <laughs> the, the, you know the sad thing is, one of those people they just named is an actual star, and the rest of them is not named Lisa Ann. <laughs> Jesus, but Jeff, Ty um, Valkyrie. Uh, yeah, but if you're talking about star power, Jack, uh, hey, you leave Rim Job out of this. <laughs> uh, I think I think Lisa Ann's ahead above the rest. Matt, her name was Lisa Ann. Yeah, that's what I said. There's also oh, Rim Job. Don't you know? Rim Job, Pat. Uh, Dwight, when's the last time you heard Mr. Hughes? Just to throw that out there. It was probably at some like um, uh, community center wrestling uh, autograph show somewhere, you know? That's, that's a name I haven't heard in a long in the Cole time. Pe- in the, in the Culpepper High School auxiliary gym. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've seen Billy Gunn there, so why not? So we got to ask you guys, how excited are you for Talking Shop on Mania 2, brother? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a bold prediction. I'm going to make a bold prediction. Oh, Lord. This will be the better of the two pay-per-views this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. And, guys, we... Rocky Romero also hinted that Raw Underground concept might receive a shot as well. I expected no less. I was sure they would do that. Yeah. So that's talking Shopamania too. I know Pat and I will be watching that in our quarantine. That's uh, awesome. But I highly recommend if you're 18 plus, let's just go ahead and put this out there now. This is probably gonna be explicit content. Uh sorry. Uh every podcast ad we've looked at. Um, if you're 18 plus, try to look at this pay-per-view. <laughs> the addition of Lisa Ann really throws a wrench in a lot of what I would expect in this. Mm-hmm. That's probably the, that, that's, well, I'll shut my mouth, but. <sighs> the other pay-per-view is uh, taking place on Saturday and it is Impact's Turning Point. So, matches on the card here. We're going to have Rohit Raju uh, defend the Impact X Division title against to be announced. Jordan Grace. Uh, no, Jordan Grace has a match. Oh, good. 
So Triple XL, AC Romero, and uh, Larry D are going to face Chris Saban. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who haven't watched Impact, Triple uh, XL have taken out Alex Shelley further following uh, yeah. following the North's job of doing that. So he's teaming up with James Storm. Uh, oh, Lord. Davari versus yeah, Edwards. Let's go, Davari. Neil Dashwood and Jordan Grace versus Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie. God, Rosemary, just another one that I just can't well, stand. You know, and and from from the from, Johnny Bravo. Yeah, for, well, we don't know who this. We don't know who it's. I want to know who shot Johnny Bravo. And I, I know we don't know. It's a thing. It's a it's a mystery. But I, I'll say this, man. Um, and I love Tommy Dreamer in the you know in the Sherlock Holmes hat. That's been really positive to watch with trying to figure that mystery out. But um, they, they really are. If you watched Impact this week, they Kylie Ray this Kylie Ray thing did throw their plans into just they. It, I mean that they had a lot of things planned that that squashed. I mean, Submarine. The, Su- the Susie turning to Sue Young thing. And what they were doing with it just it at the when when something like that happens they really didn't and you can you know they didn't have it you know have a backup plan um, because that's a, they've been booking it being kind of crazy booking the last couple of days and yeah. weird combination but um I think that uh, you know there's 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 people there that can pick up the slack but it does feel like we took like three giant steps backwards for the women there at, at the impact. I'd agree with that. Uh, moving up the card, we got Moose versus Willie Mack. Uh, yeah. We got Brian Myers versus Swaggle. So yeah, if, hey, if you guys saw the – if you okay, I watch Impact, so uh, yeah. if I'm the only one, that's fine. You're but the, 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 the little moment in the back where – where Moose and Rich, when Rich Swan and Moose, where they're back there, and, and Willie Matt comes in and they have their little moment. That was some of the most real stuff where they start posturing at each other. I was, I was about it, man. As soon as that moment happened, I went, All right, I'm in for this match. I'm going to tune in so I can watch Willie Mack against Moose. I want to see that. We're also going to get the Impact World titles on the line the North versus the Good Brothers. We're going to get Sue Young versus Gianna Perrazzo in a no-disqualification match for the Impact's, uh, Impact Knockouts Championship. And we're going to get Rich Swan versus Sammy Callahan for the world title. Oh, Sammy. Um, yeah, I think Sammy's going to lose here. But I, I think this is all leading towards that thing that we projected what happened months ago, months, months ago. It's going to be Moose versus Rich Swan, I think, coming later. Yeah. yeah. Let's put the strap on Moose, both of them. Yep. I like it. Yeah. I, I'm not convinced on Rich Swan as a world champ. He doesn't look like a world champ. He doesn't look like the TV champ. Yeah. Because he isn't. Eric You're right. Shouldn't have dropped the belt. American champ. That's what he looks like. Right. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Yeah. So I, I don't know, whatever they need to do, uh, you know, those guys that need to be at the top of the show at impact and it's not rich Swan. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly with that. All right. Let's swing on over. We're going to talk some NXT. We're going to try and go through this stuff as quickly as we can. Uh, real quick, actually, Matt uh, announced today, uh, former WWE star Leo rush will be on the next season of the challenge. Uh, 
I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think wrestling fans do either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'll say this. I'm happy that he's getting opportunities. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, that guy's just coming back. What's yeah. the challenge? Uh, MTV's reality show. Uh, oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like Fear Factor, sort of. Okay, no, 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 no. I, I got you, got you. I remember now. I, I didn't I, yeah. like. I was just, I was just thinking like wrestling. You know, what I'm saying related. Uh, it's where the Miz came from. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he came from Real World, which, and then he was on like two or three seasons. Yeah, uh, but but like where they play like the games against each other, right? And like the yeah. winner. And all. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. Video rush. All right, let's go NXT. All right, so we get uh, we start off with a. Johnny Gargano promo talking about, you know, the wheel is his friend, spin the wheel, make the deal. Who's it going to be? He's going to defend his title versus Leon Ruff. Uh, this match, uh, I'm just going to go right to the finish here. Uh, Gargano is jumping Leon Ruff outside the ring. He sees Damian Priest behind the plastic wall, points and laughs at him, makes fun of his taunt. Damian Priest moves to around the wall, so he's now, you know, in in reach of Gargano. Gargano freaks out. He gets back in the ring. Uh, we get a schoolboy pops. Uh, Gargano goes for, I believe, a super kick, or actually no, he hits the uh, lawn dart, but he ends up taking advantage. Uh, Leon Ruff takes advantage, rolls up Gargano out of nowhere with a crucifix driver. We have a new North American champion, Leon Ruff. Johnny Gargano cannot r- retain the title. Yeah. Um, the uh, curse of Gargano. Mm-hmm. Is this good storytelling? We'll see. Mm. Um, listen, I'm always we, – we get on them for not doing anything fresh. So, cool um, for Leon R- Ruff. Mm-hmm. Let's just see where it goes, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, he's got an opportunity, apparently. Yeah. I mean, he, I've already read that he is going to drop the belt to somebody else next week. This is all about the curse, which will be a long term booking angle for Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Oh, well, again, still, hey, hats off to Leon Ruffs. I mean, somebody had to win it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, let's put a new name out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's probably going to all crash and burn. But whether or not you guys watch this match and understand that this guy is not somebody that is going to right, not going to be a guy, guys. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I've accepted he's not going to be a guy. But like, here's the issue, and and this is plenty of issues. Like, put the belt on somebody worth a shit, even if you're going to have him lose it. Okay, the issue is, is we don't need to do this right now because we all know how this is going to go. Let's not spend too much time on this. Yeah, sure. But I, I do want to put this out there, and this is why this is kind of my like ugh moment with this is that they turned this guy winning the title into a comedy bit here at the end by putting the strap on him and then letting it just fall. Yes. So it doesn't fit around his waist. Oh, it's symbolic. Sure. I could buy that, but you know, they made, a bigger, they made a bigger joke by Triple H recreating the same thing in his fucking uh, championship pictures. You've totally just made your your secondary title worthless. On is it, that's not a jab at trips, is it? It is a jab at trips. Oh, yeah, oh. Jeff, I don't know why you don't think we're equal opportunists here on this. 
Friday the 13th coming early on podcast order. Keep that going. We'll call them on it. That's some bullshit. You don't do that. You you just marginalized your title. I would agree. No, I I would agree. I would agree with that. Well, it's funny how they put put a belt on a guy and buried him at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, that that is it. Exactly. It's stupid. Throw it on his shoulder. Don't don't make him a joke right after he wins the belt. That's kind of my thing. And then they continue, they continued it with the way Priest was like, "Hey, look, he's gonna kick your ass. Like you need to run." Take my car. When he, when he was getting interviewed about being the champ. Right. Moving forward, though, we'll we'll see how this turns out. Moving forward, uh, Santos Escobar retains the cruiserweight title against Jake Atlas. Uh, and I say this every time there's a Santos Escobar match. Santos Escobar is bigger than the cruiserweight title. He is someone who I would have preferred they have in that spot earlier, but yep, Escobar yep. screams. It's awesome. Party. Is it just me or does Jake Atlas exist to lose to Santos Escobar? Um, <laughs> right now, that's anyone who faces Santos Escobar. It was Isaiah Swerve Scott, who we haven't seen since the loss. Now it's Jake Atlas. Yeah, but Jake Jake Atlas was getting murdered by Tommaso Ciampa as well. Well, we're gonna get to Ciampa because, ah, all right, let's get to what I think was probably the more interesting thing here on the night. We're setting up for Zia Lee versus Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, Raquel's in the ring here. Zia Lee doesn't come out. Boa comes out and essentially apologizes. Zia Lee uh, cannot come out. She's not here. So, Gonzalez drops Boa. All right, and she leaves, and she's she's yelling at him, "Keep my name out of your mouth." Mm-hmm. She's walking away, and all of a sudden, there's this dragon that's going across the the screens that they have set up here, um, and we start getting this music, dark lights, everything, and we get a man who walks out to the ring, an older man. Um, Asian ethnicity, we don't know for sure, so I don't want to put that out there on what I don't know. Um, but essentially, Boa is uh, apologizing, uh, and the man hands him uh, a letter. But while he hands him the letter, he takes his hand and he puts uh, a symbol of some kind. It could be a Chinese letter, but I'm, once again, not very positive. Uh, and Boa is sitting here like, Um, so look, I didn't do a great job explaining that, but I think it's much better looking on TV. This is, I think the biggest thing for me on NXT this week. I thought this was actually very interesting. I mean, it sounds like I'm going to feel the same way I feel about, you know, two guys going to Vegas or having a party or having a debate. No, thank you. And all of this. I mean, no, thank you. WWE. If there's some like cool stable or something that's going to come out of this, that'll be cool. I mean, yeah, but this sounds like trust WWE at this point to do that. Yeah. 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 That's kind of the thing, like trying to give it a chance. And I, I like how they've set this up. Um, I'm very curious to see where they go from here. This for me is the highlight of NXT this week. Also, shocker probably won't matter because Raquel Gonzalez was just going to stomp out Zia Lee eventually. 
like Trips loves that China lookalike. Backstage, August Gray is being interviewed and then gets jumped by Timothy Thatcher. Timothy Thatcher throws August Gray into Dexter Loomis's mural here. This sets up a match for Dexter Loomis and uh, Timothy Thatcher later in the night. Candice LeRae defeats Tony Storm with a little help from Scream. And who would have guessed it? It's Indy Hartwell. Mm-hmm. To no one's surprise. We already knew that's what was supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, once again, COVID just pushed back what was expected to happen two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, and uh, you didn't you didn't talk about the hottest heel faction in uh, in all of NXT, and that's uh, Pat McAfee and his uh, his fellows. Was the, the king of NXT? The kings of Is NXT. That, yeah, that's the <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Come on, I've got I got my I got, I've got my notes here, and I'm going the king down. Skip it. Um, so I'm just kind of get to it at this point. Also, uh, Loomis ends up getting, we got Timothy Thatcher versus Dexter Loomis. Uh, Loomis ends up getting pinned in a crucifix off of a distraction <laughs> from Cameron Grimes. Um, afterwards, Grimes pretty much puts down Loomis. He, uh, covers his face with a bag here, uh, similar to their haunted horror match. I don't remember what the full title of it was, but I'm not even worrying about it. Um, we get a uh, preview of Ripley versus Shirai. And then we get a video package from Tommaso Ciampa. Mm. And you know how last week we were sitting here, like Ciampa put out this big baby face promo at the end of the night. Mm. What are they doing with him? Well, then they have him do this sit down interview where he's talking about, you know, everyone's trying to be tough, but they feel the need to tell you he's tough. I've been in this business for 16 years. I trained with uh, Holly Race and Killer Kowalski, and they never said, you know, how tough they were. You know, they just proved it. So Chomp was saying maybe he's a bit old school. He never thought he'd be the last of a dying breed, but he told us two weeks ago, and he's got to tell us again, this culture, this 2020 locker room culture is going to change, and Champa is that change. Champa then shoots up, and, and the chair goes flying. Is he face? Is he heel? Who the knows? World may never know. Uh, it sounds like I'm. I'm. I'm all behind. I think he's correct. He's right. He's 100 correct. I'm all behind this. Now, look. It, I'm not saying it, this gimmick might not be. You know, something people can relate to. My issue is. Up, my issue is. Last week he was talking about how it's the fans who are so supportive, and and the locker room needs that right now, and and everything. And he cuts this big baby face promo. Only to cut a very heelish promo this week. Wasn't He's super TV. kicking people. It wasn't on TV, Matt. It doesn't count. Last yeah, it's not on TV. Yeah, but it's not on TV. It doesn't matter. Doesn't count. We just found out found that about the Cody Rhodes thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm Tim. All right, main event time. It is Oni Lorgan and Danny Birch defending their titles against Breezango. Uh, Lorgan and Birch retain. Following a distraction from Pat McAfee, following that we get a uh, a beat down. Drake Maverick is also down there. He gets beaten down. Kings of NXT stand tall with the fans booing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is some. They that 
I'm surprised, man. I was I was skeptical. Then Pat McAfee was not bad at all in the ring, and now we find out. We always knew he was pretty good on the mic just from sports show, but the fact that he can be such a genuine douchebag, I love it. So give me more of that heel, Pat McAfee. And I'm liking, yeah. I, 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 and I like uh, P, P, uh, Peter D, Peter Dune much better like this with the just badass frowny face, long hair over one side of his head. Yeah, I'm I happy like that he's the guy in this. Yeah, I want them to move away from Pat McAfee punting people. <laughs> Maybe I'm in the minority on this one, but like the no, whole I, down for people for him to punt on a table. Yeah. Yeah, the, the punting. I'm not, the yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. I don't need punting, but I need him on the mic because he's he he's can do some stuff on the mic. Yeah, no, sure. give me Pat McAfee on the mic mm-hmm. all day, every day. That's where he needs to be. Uh, as far as I'm gonna wrestle in a wrestling ring, yeah. he's he's passable, but not but barely. I'm going to put this out there once again, though. He got a lot of praise, but how much of that was on him and how much of that was Adam Cole being Adam uh, Cole, making stars out of everybody? Yeah. yeah. Adam Cole yeah. did make him look like a million bucks. Yeah, let's, he, I mean, he did you know. do that moonsault, flip off the top rope and land on his feet and do I mean, that, you know, he sure. did do that. We all acknowledge he that he's athletic, yeah. but you can be athletic and that don't make you a great wrestler. Yeah. No, but I mean, he look, he's, it, there are worse. On there that are. show, there are. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. All right, swinging over to AEW. All right, this is your first dynamite following full gear. We get new cold open, new versus uh, signs. Honestly, I really love how they continue to up their production every time that there's a pay per view. Uh, it just feels like they're staying very on brand. Did you Did you guys notice? I don't know if you saw B. If anybody else saw BTE, they did a little close up, and they showed the like the scene piece for, for full gear. It was like, those gears were like carved out of wood. I mean, yeah. it was crazy looking up close. It was awesome. So yeah, uh, I, that, that I was impressed. I mean, it looked cooler up close than it did, you know, at a distance, but I, I was really, I thought that was something, I mean, just incredibly creative for sure. Show opens up with team Taz coming out. Taz cuts a big promo. Uh, about Darby Allen essentially saying that they're coming for the TNT title. Uh, and Brian Cage beats Matt Seidel following that. A pretty good match. There's a lot of throwbacks here to their match and impact in 2018 as well. Um, nice little, little bit of there. If, if you knew, you know. Um, mm. It was good. It was good. Uh, Cage caught him on a dive to hit the drill claw. Uh, after the match, Ricky Starks takes the mic, says they are both ranked. They want the TNT title. Up next, Cody comes out. He's going to address uh, what he, where his next stop is, and he is interrupted by the debuting Jade Cargill. Uh, honestly, Cargill just kind of dresses him down, says, you're no giant killer. You know, the man who I know is a real giant. You know nothing about it. There's nothing giant about you. Um, and next time Cody thinks he has something to say, he needs to keep that ish to himself. Uh, and then she does congratulate him on getting his last name back, but he's not a real man like the giant who can go by one name and that's Shaq. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So what the fuck is going on? 
So she comes out here, just looks like I don't know what, and then starts talking to Cody, and then and then name drops Shaq, then walks to the top of the ramp, and then she's not done. She's continued to cut her promo, and, and then what's his face and them run out there. So it's like, well, what happens well, now? Brandy like, comes out and you know puts her in her place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that took too long to happen, you know. And then who? who what wrestlers ran out? I forgot the rest because they, there was a run in. Like, and I was like, yeah, there was a run in after this. I hadn't gotten that like, yet. Sorry, 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 sorry. Like, uh, so, as Cody is is seeing Brandy, uh, completely just put Jade Cargo here in her place. Uh, everyone's taken to the back, and he is jumped by Brian Cage. He and uh, Ricky Starks are, are putting down Cody. And here comes Darby Allen in his jacket with tax on it. <sighs> and I would tell you that I wouldn't put that out otherwise, except for the fact that it was a part of the story and that when they punched him, they, their hand was pierced by tax. They were like, ah, and that's how they took advantage. Uh, great storytelling. For, this, for me is team Taz is leaving and, out comes Will Hobbs with a chair, and he whacks it. But like Team Taz is already leaving. Then Will oh, he, Hobbs with the shirt. He was five minutes late, and he could. And he just hit. In case you were wondering, he had to rip his shirt off too. Let you know he's ready to go. So here's my thing, and I'm gonna say this. I know we don't have a whole lot of time to cover AEW at this point. Uh, Will Hobbs always very late on the save here. I don't know if this is me with wishful thinking or. He needs to get better with his cues, but consistently late. And I feel like that's something that they would typically address if it was a production thing, you know? Maybe. Look, I hope you're right, Matt. I'm just more how uh, this was probably the worst segment. The most hodgepodge segment of it. I mean, just boom, 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 boom. We're here, we're here, we're here, we're here. Just all over the place. I thought Cargill was good. Yeah, I know what you were talking about. I didn't love that it's going to be Shaq. Right. But I thought she was good on the mic. I thought thought her interaction with Brandy was great. Um, I I like her. I haven't seen much of her. But I like what she did on on the mic. Um, You know, this is a big TNT thing. Shaq wants to do something with AEW. He he brought that up during the bubble. If – if Shaq comes out next week in the next couple of weeks and has a match in his wrestling, Shaq's going to wrestle Cody Rhodes at some point in the next couple of months. This this is yeah. them doing their an impression of WWE. This this is well, this, this is, is a. I hate to say it, but this is them keeping TNT happy. Yeah, yeah, I think we're about next stars on that network. And also, I hate to say it, but Shaq trains MMA. Like he'll, it'll be believable enough uh, when he gets in there. It's believable enough because he's a enormous man, uh, you know. But what do you oh think? Oh my god! Did you I, see I Shaq Fu? Did you see Shaq Fu? <laughs> see that? I Come choose on. to forget Shaq Fu. I, I watched that documentary on Shaq where he went 15 minutes with Greg Hardy in a grappling match. Well, so, I. I Okay, whatever. Prove me wrong. But, yeah, I, I don't know. He was also in backstage in BTE. You know, Shaq made yeah, it I mean, on BTE, too. The, the oh, core, well, then. The core, the core of this is that he said it months ago that he wanted to do something with Cody Rhodes on on Inside the NBA. 
that's I, a huge that's a huge media draw for for TNT. It's going to pull in viewers that aren't normal viewers. It's it's an attempt at grabbing more of an audience. Here well, is and, my thing as well. And 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 also Cody's got a show also on T like a game show too on TNT that he's promoting. Remember the name so. of that show? I don't remember the name of that show. Big something. The very the big. big show. The very big show. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, uh the what's it called guys um show, right? The the uh Russian mafia yeah. guy. Yeah. Hosted yeah. by him. Uh that's Bert Kreischer. Bert Kreischer. Uh, went to he graduated from Florida State, by the way, Matt. I didn't know that because of the the act. Yeah. Yeah. Um, love that dude. That's off topic. Here's yeah. my thing. Um, I think the other reason we're seeing this right now is look what happened with Mike Tyson. We got major media and and major uh, draws to the site to the clip. And then nothing happened with it. I think this is more of an answer to that as well. Well, you can look at Henry Cejudo for that. Yeah. Right. He was supposed to be a major part of that, and then he used it as leverage with UFC. Uh, we get a quick promo from John Moxley saying, you know, I beat Kenny Omega once. I'll do it again. It takes a special someone. And, you know, Kenny's going to beat me at some point. But, you know, good luck. Natural Nightmares. <sighs> Uh, Natural Nightmares versus Butcher and Blade with the Bunny and the Bunkhouse match. This was great. Match of the night. Um, They even gave Jeff Hall maybe the first thing he's liked in AEW with Dustin Rhodes and QT coming out in jeans, knee pads, and boots, and tape. Oh, just just heavenly. Bull bull rope with a cowbell on it. It was like a hog and slop, fellas. I loved it. (laughs) <laughs> and a lot of color in this match too honestly a lot of fun i really thought um i didn't know who was genuinely gonna win it i feel really bad for the blade because he's not winning next week either yeah well and and boy and they boy, don't blade, win hey blade was oh, his they got a pretty decent record <laughs> it was the right name for him last night let's just put that Dwight, I was just about to text that he he was he was almost tipping to the mood of scale. Well, not on that level, but he, he was almost about to break break the threshold at least. That, that's right. Um, it was a great match last night, though. It was a lot of fun. Oh my god! That, for for a lot of AEW shortcomings, we get really, really, really good matches on Wednesday night television that like you hope for maybe once every six months with the WWE. Um, and I feel like you get a match like that maybe every two weeks on AEW. Yeah, that's fair. Like we're frequently talking about great matches from AEW on Wednesday nights, honestly. Um, up next, we get a little video package. Matt Hardy saying, you know, throughout this whole bit with Sammy Guevara, he's actually gained a lot of respect for Sammy, you know, and he hopes that uh, everything that he's learned in this fight with Matt Hardy, he doesn't squander. Following that, we get – the in uh, the induction of MJF and Wardlow into the inner circle. Uh, I'm gonna quickly cover the highlights here because I know we're running out of time. Um, we're going to Vegas, baby. We're going to Vegas, baby. I'm excited for those clips next week. I think that'll be real funny. But uh, 
Obviously, some members of the inner circle are not happy with this. Sammy Guevara is not present. We learn later in a backstage interview that uh, Sammy Guevara only received one email that he had that he was to meet everyone at the beach, and that did not happen. Uh, so clearly, MJF already planting some seeds of mistrust there. Um, the other part of this here is uh, MJF quoting Drake and saying he doesn't even know who Drake is. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Uh, I'm, he does nothing that I don't like. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all in with MJF, especially where I think this is eventually going to head. I'm really looking forward to all that, too. I'm looking forward to take a very long time. And I not agree with you, Dwight. I can't Great wait. Topics. Can't wait. I think this is going to be really good because we're going to get Wardlow and Sammy face turns out of this. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. And God, they keep telling us, you know, Wardlow is going to be a breakout star. I am all in on that. I've been saying that for a while now. Uh, moving up the car, we're getting the announcement. Uh, Young Bucks versus Top Flight next week. We already talked about them. I'm very excited about that. Sean Spears versus Scorpio Sky. This was another really great matchup here. Scorpio Sky loses uh, following getting punched in the face with the loaded glove here. Uh, I thought the most interesting aspect of this one here is at at the end, Tully goes to distract Sky by tossing him uh, a loaded aspect too that uh, Sky throws to the crowd but uh, ends up getting decked in the face. I was very curious in why they were going to have like, maybe, maybe Tully is looking at other clients as well. Seeing maybe, you know, let's see if Scorpio sky takes advantage of this. Um, or it was just a distraction. I'm not really sure. Um, I'm very curious to see where we go from there, but I thought this was a really good match. Both guys looked really solid in it. I disagree with you there, Matt. Uh, and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Cause I know it's humid in Florida. I know they're dealing with hurricanes down there. Uh, but it seemed like Sean Spears was slipping a lot. Uh, one of the main times was when he went to give uh, Scorpio Sky the super kick when Scorpio jumped off of the steps. He also fell. Like he's, I've never really seen another person fall when giving a super kick. Sean Michaels, most of his career. <laughs> that, that, yeah, not wrong. Yeah. So- yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't really see a lot of that. You brought that up, and when I rewatched it, I didn't really catch a lot of that personally. Yeah. it was. There were two main times when it happened, but they both felt very like, or at least to me, and I could be wrong, uh, and I'd, I'll probably go back and rewatch, but it felt to me like he slipped there is what it felt like to me. Uh, and I'm, I'm not saying Sean Spears is a bad wrestler, but it's all – to me, it just didn't seem connected to me. Hmm. Right. I mean, oh, go ahead. That's fine. Uh, I like well, anybody with a glove. I'm sorry, I like a loaded glove. I'm yeah. just, I'm a bad, my fan. Yes, <laughs> I will gladly take a loaded glove. Dwight, you a fan of the, of the loaded boot? All right, moving on, guys. We're running out of time, and EK is going to murder us if we go over too much more. Tay Conti defeats Red Velvet. She was given the option to cheat using a chair. She said no, slid it back out of the ring. 
uh, <laughs> hits her with a running kick, pump kick to the face, then a gory special into a knee to the face. Tay Conti wins here. She doesn't really look too happy about it. I don't think she wanted the aspect of cheating. Um, but maybe we're going to start leaning towards maybe Anna Jay versus Tay Conti or Tay Jay forever. Red know. Velvet should never be on Dynamite. I didn't think she was that bad. I thought she was fine. Yeah. Uh, she, compared to some of the other some of the other <laughs> suspects they've had on there, she wasn't terrible. Compared to some of the other women they've had on the show. True, yeah. true. I think the big thing is, once again, we got a big women's segment here that needed to happen. That's yeah. not around the world title, or the women's title. Yeah. So, hopefully that's going to get some more news there. Uh, we get the lineup for what's going to happen next week. We're going to get Orange Cassidy versus Kip Sabian. Inner Circle slays Vegas. Young Bucks versus Top Flight. Cody and Darby Allen versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. Main event time following an A. Kingston, a quick little promo there. It is Penta L Zero M versus Ray Phoenix. I'm going to just go right to the finish here before we start talking about some aspects of this match. Penta picks up the win here off of a package pile driver on an apron. Uh, a Canadian destroyer on the outside, William back inside hitting another package pile driver. This match was uncomfortable to watch. It, it was a great match. It was a fantastic match, but they like broke the number one lucha rule of ripping each other's mask. And I specifically remember Pat saying, "Like I am uncomfortable seeing as much of their faces right now." Yes, mm-hmm. that's how I was, and I texted everybody in the text queue. I mean. Ripping mass happens, and that's part of Lucha. Like, I, that's happened a million times, but, like, man, yeah. like, they ripped a little too much. Too much. On uh, both sides. First, like, I didn't even know uh, Penta had hair. Yeah, dog. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I already know what he looks like, but, but yeah, but still, like, for yeah. the untrained eye, that's still too much. I mean, it, 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 yeah. it was too, that match was too far on, on that aspect of it. Like, we already knew it was serious. We didn't need you guys ripping I, each other's faces off. I got a bit on that, but Pat, go ahead. So, Matt even kind of said, like, when it was just Penta uh, ripping, right. like, man, maybe. Maybe he was supposed to rip it, and the the mask just tore way, way more than it was supposed to. And that's what I, that's, that's what, what I think I too. First, too, Jeff. But then, but then when it put, uh, when he ripped Penta's mask, it was like, oh no, shit! This is this is supposed to look as bad as it does. Yeah. And I, you know, I get the storytelling, and it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, for some reason, I just didn't. I don't like it. I'm with um, you, yeah. Well, very unnatural. Like, it shouldn't yes. be at this point. But uh, to their credit, the whole time on commentary, they're pushing that Eddie Kingston has made these guys lose kind of their value in each other. These guys weren't fighting before Eddie Kingston. Now they are at each other's throats. Yeah. Um, so Although, you're on that storyline. But, God, yeah, seeing as much of their faces. Yeah. Uh, just quick to Pat real quick, you mentioned how like you thought maybe the mask tore too much or uh, like it wasn't supposed to tear that much. Well, Matt was saying that. And so yeah. we were kind of going on that maybe initially before the second mask was torn. And it was clear. Yeah. Could uh, Phoenix have ripped uh, Penta's mask just as much as like a return. Could it, or do you think it was supposed to be both of these were just being no, ripped? As- no, I think I think it was supposed to. After watching, I think it was supposed to play out the way it did. Yeah, 
Like, even if they did it on accident, like if his bass ripped more than they should have, I don't think they would have risked ripping pentas more just to, like for emphasis. Yeah. The original plan, especially when you consider like what losing your mask means. Oh yeah, totally. That's, so that's kind of why I just wanted to. Yeah, no. So I think, yeah, I do think it was intentional. Yeah, no, I thought it was intentional too, but like, I just want to play devil's advocate. If it was, you know, it wasn't supposed to rip halfway back on the mask. Is it just him giving a return? I thought it was intentional. Especially, especially when you consider their history. That I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the big part of this for me, uh, it was uncomfortable, but I almost feel like they were trying to make it uncomfortable, which if yeah. that was the goal, they succeeded. I don't want to see it. Um, very, very unnatural yeah but um, hey after the match we got a big return right we did we got the return of pack the bastard uh coming out and saying eddie it's time you and me you ruined what i started uh so i do think we're also a very interesting aspect here of if yeah, we didn't mention it either eddie kingston kind of kicks ray phoenix out of the ring following the match yeah, yeah like he takes his foot and just like pushes him out and yeah that's kind of very telling of, you know. Well, it, it looked like that. It, it was implying that that was an audition, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the storytelling and all of it, I was very behind. I really enjoyed that. Um, I am very, very, very curious to see where we go from here. It's announced that Pac is going to face the Blade next week. Uh, honestly, I'm just really happy to see Pac back. Oh, I didn't even mention this. Uh, we do also get a Kenny Omega segment earlier. In the show. I, I was I about to say. I completely uh, went over that, trying to get through matches here. Uh, Kenny Omega uh, says, yeah, I know. We're going to have the title match December 2nd. So it's going to be live on Dynamite, which is very interesting to me. Uh, but Kenny Omega is talking to somebody, and he can't, you know, he can't do the interview in the building. Um, but you know, he, he really wanted to point something out, you know, Mox talks about beating him, but he looks on the record sheet and there's no record of Mox beating Kenny pulling back to their match being unsanctioned at full gear last year. The whole aspect that John Moxley was upset that the match wasn't going to count on anyone's record. Um, Pulling to that, and he says, you know, finally it's going to be Kenny Omega versus John Moxley in a proper wrestling ring in a proper wrestling match. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm not saying I booked this a year ago, but I did. <laughs> yeah, no, I like how they pulled that because it appeals to the. It was a match that happened. It appeals to those fans who don't forget that, but it also appeals to the. It happened. Because of the rules of... But because of the rules of AEW, it's not on the record book, so it didn't happen, right? So there's no official win for... Yeah. And Kenny Omega puts it out, look, we are zero and zero, as much as you want to try and change that. Yeah. No official record of you ever beating me. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Omega, though, too busy to talk with anyone, really. Had to get out of there. He had to go finish his phone call here. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I hate Kenny Omega from the depths of my soul, um, oh, yeah. this this was this was good. Um, 
it explained a lot. It explained a lot of what I said too. John Moxley's work is trash, and now he's going to have to wrestle a wrestler in a wrestling ring where you can't, you know, bludgeon somebody to death. Um, so I think this was a good angle, and he also touched on how everybody thinks he's going to be the cleaner, and he wasn't, which is fine. Which also just uh, which solidifies what I was talking about with this fifty-fifty booking, like where they they may be turning him, they maybe not. That they it, like I said with the Bucks, it looks like they still don't know what they what they wanted to do. Um, but which is fine because they came. Kenny sound like he came clean about it. <laughs> so um, again, this is this is this is fine. And as much as I hate to say this, no, I hate to say this, but I mean, I hope he goes over Mox. I'm so tired of John Moxley. I just can't stand him. Yeah. At, at least I hate Kenny Omega, but at least the guy can wrestle. Like fuck, John Moxley yeah, is awful. I think as much as like I've really really hated Moxley winning clean over a lot of those title defenses. As much as I would have liked a lot of those guys winning the belt, I really appreciate the fact that it's told the story throughout all of it. When Mox is not in a brawl, he is in trouble. And that was uh, mainly highlighted against MJF. When it was outside the ring, Mox is in total control. But inside the ring, MJF controlled the action. Um, So the storytelling leading all up to Kenny Omega being the better professional wrestler, maybe not the better ballroom brawler, but uh, I appreciate that. And I hope this is continues to be the focus. I'm very surprised that this is going to be on dynamite Um, Mm -hmm. to a degree. I'm not just for like pushing this rivalry from now until February is hard. But I mean, that's the core of it. You can't, that's AEW's, I don't want to say problem because I think it's a good thing that they have legitimate title matches on Wednesday nights. But if they do, it'll be a mistake. But but their model of pay per views, like you have, you cannot wait till February to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, No, it's if you win a tournament at a pay per view, you can't really wait to the next pay per view because it's the. Because you have three, four months to build. What? What? How are you going to fill that much space? Well, and you God. can make the declaration that you know he gets to pick when the match is. You can make that claim, and that's fine. But I, I do like that. This is the fact Kenny Omega is getting his shot. Yeah. Well, I, I don't notice none, none of you guys have brought up what I thought was the most interesting AEW thing this week, besides Pat coming back, was on BTE, sort of the end where you have Hangman Page walking sort of in sullenly and what's next for hangman i mean that that that's that's going to be interesting too yeah. with the dark order is is chanting fuck hangman and he walks in and starts chanting with them and then just sort of silently walks away pretty pretty deep stuff man and i'm you know that that whole story ended but i'm i'm interested to see what happens with both of them you know i'm, I'm ready to see what happens with kenny omega and him oh, yeah. being the superstar he is but you know, Hangman Page is a star waiting to waiting to happen. So, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Jeff wants it to be now. He doesn't want it to be <laughs> right. No, no. It, again, it, it doesn't have to be now. But like, I'm tired of seeing a you know the little engine that could Hangman. <laughs> he doesn't know who he is or where he belongs. Man. <laughs> yeah, like again, like did let me know when sober Hangman comes back. <sighs> God, I love John Silver. <laughs> all right, everybody, that is all we have tonight before we go any longer and Eric just pulls us from the air. Hey, if you liked what you saw, what you heard, please support us at https dot dot 
slash slash Kofi.com slash PWO123. Did you know it's as easy as 123? For the price of one cup of coffee, you can help us set up our show, get a new background, set up new shirts, which you can find right at our Facebook page, Zazzle Man. You can find all of our incredible merchandise there. Every little bit helps. We appreciate it. <laughs> oh, my God. Dwight, you're killing me because anyone who's hearing this and not watching this NK get why I'm laughing. So if you got the time, and I highly recommend you make the time, check out our YouTube channel with some referee's discretion. Cod Sinclair is not here to put it over. But mm-hmm. while he's in quarantine, he is pumping out video after video after video. You are going to want to enjoy these. I'm telling you all. Uh, fantastic show. We're going to have a creative control here soon. Uh, Dean of old school, D. White's going to tell you when to do your damn homework. We're ready. We will see you all on Monday when we're going to talk some talking shop of mania too. And the fallout of turning point. We hope y'all have a great weekend. Stay safe, wear a mask, and we'll see you on Monday. Good night, everybody. Kamala 2022. Bye everybody. Discretion.